Every now and then I run into a verse in the Bible that kind of throws me off. It's Jesus saying, what do you want me to do for you? <laughs> it's, it's, it really messes me up. And I, Andrew Womack said that he was wrestling with the Lord for like a whole year. The Lord kept on saying to him, what do you want me to do for you? And I, I'm going to tell you something. What do you want God to do for you? Today I'm going to talk to you about positioning yourself for a, a supernatural increase in fruitfulness and in capacity this year. Uh, and I really believe a lot of that's going to be, look, you and I met each other here, right? This is what you call a divine appointment. So I want you to get a hold of divine appointments in your life. You want to go to lancewallet.com forward slash divine or call 1-800-910-6349 and uh, set yourself up uh, for God to be able to position you for the promotion he has for you. This is going to be your year in 2024 for more than you've ever seen before. I just got to say, I really love when you teach the word of God. And I like this series a ton. Like, I, I forgot what you were calling it, but I think it's fantastic. These are the supernatural keys to increase from more in 24 than you've ever had before. I like it. More in 24 than you've ever had before. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory okay. to God. Can I say one more thing? I don't know if you kind of are on fire today. Like, Scotty's on fire. Um, that's from Austin Powers. Anyways, I'm a millennial. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I wanted to say that, you know, you were going to teach on kind of like when you give, giving for a specific reason. And I think that this is something like the body of Christ maybe doesn't know yet. It is totality. Some of you probably do, but being specific with God that when you're sowing, I'm sowing for it. Like actually, um, one of our, our partners that it sows into us routinely always labels what the seed is for, uh, when he gives it. And, and I just think specificity with God, sometimes we're like, Oh God, you know, I just pray next year is really great, but God's a good God. Like, you know how specific my kid is right now with like what she wanted for Christmas and all these things. Like she brings that to me, like, I'd like this and I'd like this and I'd like this. And you're like, okay. And I don't know about all of that, but, um, I think God wants us to kind of be like that more, not just kind of like, well, I hope and pray it works out. It's like, no, specifically, like, what would you like this year? And I remember being taught that principle of, you know, like I wanted a free basset hound. Like when I learned this, this principle, I was like, well, Lord, I really want a free basset hound. Can I sow? I, that's what I want. And, and now you got to partner with the word. And so at the time, Craigslist was a thing and I'm on Craigslist and I'm looking at the dogs and literally there was an, like maybe a week later, an ad for a free basset hound. Uh, to a good home. And so I went over, she's like a two-year-old basset hound. And that's how Larry and I got Reba. Um, Reba since been on to be with the Lord, but she was a great dog, you know? And so it's like, it sounds silly like that. And then I remember learning it and then teaching it to my friend that I used to work with. And she's like, okay, I'm going to practice this Mercedes. And so she was like, I want Lord, like the desire of my heart would be a pink bicycle. Like I want a pink bicycle with like ribbons on it. And if you give it to me for free, that would be really great. And wouldn't you know it? I mean, she came into work maybe like a week and a half later and she's like, Mercedes, you're not going to believe it. I've got the pink bicycle. And so it's it's a principle that sometimes even I forget. And we just kind of go with the flow and we let like the necessity of the urgent dictate what we do with our lives. But sometimes it's really good to be specific with God because you know who gets all the credit for doing it? God. So anyways. And that is so, that is so true. In my early years, <clears throat> I was in the oil business, made a lot of money as a consultant, and the Lord 
reminded me, he said, when you were young, now, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. Now I'm like 20, what, 28, 29. And the Lord said, when you were young, you only wanted to be in ministry. You prayed that I would call you into ministry. You just wanted to preach the word, be like Charles Finney or George Miller, or I was reading all the, you know, you read, as a kid, you read all the heroes. Mm -hmm. Some kids read about their favorite sports stars. I read about revivalists. I said, Lord, I just want to be a revivalist. So I don't want to have to work. I didn't want to have to do a secular job. I wanted to preach and be in revival and signs and wonders and the activity of God. I wanted to leave the fishing boats like Peter did and follow Jesus. Lord said, remember that? Remember that when you were broke and you were working as a laborer and I was a welder for a while and I was working in factories and evening shifts. Lord said, you, want, you were desperate. To, well, now you're making a lot of money. You still want to do it? It was a, a wake-up mm. call. It was like everybody's willing to go serve Jesus when they don't like what they're doing. It's when you really got it posh and you're living right. And you're, now, finally, I could sit back and take my ease. I was making money. I had, I was, and I was, uh, I had a company car and free gas, and I was single. We're just getting, just, you know, Annabelle and I weren't married yet. And the Lord said, you still have that same desire? Remember that prayer you prayed? Oh, Lord, I just want to be in full-time ministry, full-time I said, yes, Lord, actually I do. He said, good. Now's the time to leave your fishing boats. <laughs> it's interesting. Most people want to make a sacrifice when they got nothing to give up. The real sacrifice is the one that costs you something. Man, I had to go talk to my dad. You have no idea how awkward that was. My father's vice president of the oil company. He trained me for a future in corporate marketing, and I was, I was running a multi-million dollar division, and I had to go into him, explain to him that I was going to leave it all to go work in a church. It was painful, folks. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't see how I was going to be able to pay my bills. I don't know what a church mouse is, but they must be pretty bad because he said, you got to be Paul as a church mouse. He, was, he had a southern accent, be poor as a church mouse. I thought, man, I guess mice have it tough, but church mice have it even worse. <laughs> I had a poverty curse on me, people. I'm telling you, I had a poverty curse. And I was afraid I was going to be poor, but I made a vow. I didn't know the prosperity message, if you're going to call it that. I figured you're going to serve God broke, but I'll serve God and have an anointing and bear fruit. And so I made the vow, it doesn't matter if Annabelle and I have anything, we're just going to obey God. That's, that's where I was at that time. Well, I take off with my car, and I'm not two weeks in another state working in a church when the transmission went out on the car. It had to happen while I was out of state. My transmission went. I go to the, go to the garage, they said, it'll be $2,000. $2, when I was making $25,000, I went from being making like $1,000 every other day to making $25,000 a year. But I wanted to be in full-time ministry. So the guy goes, $2,500 to change the transmission. I said, $2,500 for the transmission? I could buy a car for that. He goes, yeah, sorry about that. I just left it with him. I didn't have the money. I was so embarrassed. My dad calls How's it going? He was like pro prophesying that I'm going I'm to give up on this thing because I'm built for the oil business. I'm built as a manager. I'm trained for, like he was in standard oil. It's trained me for the corporate world. Oh, dad, things are going great. I was, 
I was actually, my, I didn't even have a car. Things are going great, Dad. Things are going great. And I'm thinking, oh, God. So I remember Paul DeChico, guy in church, here's my dilemma on staff. People are picking me up and dropping me off at church. It's kind of embarrassing. Man of God doesn't even have a car. And so he gives me a real clunker car, had a hole in the floor so that when it rained, the water came through and my feet were wet. <laughs> but the car was, it was at least past inspection, hole in the bottom of where my feet were. It was like, I could be Fred Flintstone, put my feet on the bottom of the car if I wanted to. So I'm driving that car. It was a clunker. But I took, a, 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 I kid you not, a three-by-five card, and I drew the outline of the car of my dreams. I drew the outline. Oh, God. Because I knew I had to get my eyes on a, on a solution. And I put it on there on that dashboard. I got my Kenneth Hagen tapes, my Kenneth Copeland tapes, my word tapes. And I was confessing God's going to prosper me. God's called me to the ministry. I'm going to have a car. I'm not going to have a problem. And I put that thing on the dashboard. Then my dad calls after a couple of weeks of me driving around with an index card with the outline of a, <laughs> a car on Paul DeChico's. God bless him. He sold it to me for $1. I think that's what the car was worth. So he, uh, my dad calls me, how you doing, son? I go, dad, it's fine, dad. Everything's going great. How's the car? Well, I mean, you mean the Buick? Yeah, the Buick. Well, actually, transmission uh, might have a little problem there. He goes, transmission? I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, well, how much is it going to cost to fix it? Well, I said, like $2,500. I mean, but... dad goes, well, this may sound strange. Now, mind you, I'm trying to keep this a secret from my father, lest he judge me because I'm walking with God and I'm broke and I don't even have a car that's working. I want to be a testimony. Look how big God is. Well, I know this is unusual, but I had a dream last night that you needed a car. Hmm. I had a dream last night, and I think the good Lord told me I'm supposed to buy you a car. Do you need a car? I, actually, I do need a car. It's like a Seinfeld moment. Well, you and Annabelle come on down here, and we'll, we'll get your car. Now, now, now I'm not going to be going crazy and buying, you know, I'm, I'm going to get your car. But I'm thinking, you know, maybe a used car or something. Oh, I'd be happy, Dad. I go down there. This is so God. We go get this huge Dodge. I remember looking at that car. I thought, that'd be great. That'd be great. It was like $6,000. He looked at it. He wasn't happy with it because the number of miles on it. He's an engineer. He's checking it out. We go over and see a Toyota Camry, brand new Toyota Camry, sweet Toyota Camry, cranberry color, the exact outline of what I had on the index card. Wow. The exact outline. How much is that? Well, with uh, you know, what you do with the this and the that, and this is like $13,999. $13,999. Holy Ghost talks to my dad. Buy it. He said, I was going to get you a $6,000 car today, but Annabelle? She goes, it's great. Great, Dad. It's great. This is most. This is a blessing from God. This is so much more than we can invest in. All right, all right, all right. All right, well, they're going to drive it out of here. I drove with a brand new car off the lot, $13,999, while I was trying to hide from my father my problem. God gave him a dream and said, go buy him a car. Wow. If my dad never knew God existed, he had an encounter with God in a dream. Amazing. So I'm here to tell you this thing works. 
it works. And uh, you're going to have to exercise your faith for what God's going to do for you, but it's going to work for you. I'm promising you that. Uh, God's going to give you the power to adapt, and he'll make, you'll make it through one way or the other, and he'll give you the provision until you get to the other side. And then you'll be able to look back and, and rejoice in what God did. And uh, I don't really think we have time, uh, Mercedes, to go through everything I wanted to say, but let me just land the plane on this. You asked a question. Is there in the Bible stories when people give and they name their seed or they kind of like attach their faith with their giving? Mm -hmm. I want to give you this right now. And it's, uh, it's going to be in Genesis chapter 28, verse 18. Jacob rose early in the morning and took a stone that he had put at his head and set it up as a pillar and poured oil on top of it. And he called the name of that place Bethel, but the name of the city he had been in previously was Luz. Then Jacob made a vow. Watch this. Remember I talked about Malachi, bring all the tithes in the storehouse, I'm gonna, and that there may be meat in my house, that there may be tereph, freshly torn revelation in my house. Then I will open up your ear to hear such copious quantities of what I want to tell you that you can hardly contain it. And that revelation will be the key for windows to open to rebuke the devourer. Jacob made a vow, circle that vow. If God will be with me and keep me in this way that I'm going, if he'll give me bread to eat and clothing, if he'll take care of my provision, the minimum that's for survival, I need food and clothing. I need shelter, food, and clothing. I need to be protected from my enemies. I need to be healthy so that death doesn't stalk me. If God will do that, and I can come all the way back to my dad and visit him after this ordeal is over, and I'm in peace and I'm blessed, then that Lord is my God. And the stone that I've set as a pillar shall be God's house. And everything that you give me, I am going to give a tenth to you. This is where the tithe comes from. Before Moses, before the law, before Malachi, it was a prophet saying, you know what? You do this for me, I'll do this for you. I'm going to give you a tenth of everything I got. Tenth of the flock, tenth of this, tenth of my money, tenth of my help, whatever I get, you're my partner. And basically God took him up on it. <laughs> and as a result, Jacob was blessed uh, so uh, powerfully that he ended up having the 12 tribes of Israel. He created the nation. A man who basically gave his gift to God on the condition that his faith was attached to God doing something for him. That's, your, that's the Jewish heritage. That's why you could name your seed. That's why you could start to look at, well, I'm going to make this offering. Rather than just put the offering in there, actually think about, Lord, what am I believing for? What am I actively believing for. And sometimes you can even write it down on your check. Mm -hmm. Put your hand on it with your wife. Pray over it. And then receive it when it comes back. Well, that's all the time we have right now. I want you to partner, by the way, with this anointing. Uh, it works for me. It's been working for me my whole life. Almost 40 years I've been married with Annabelle doing this. It, it works. I want to make sure you get the divine appointments teaching. Go to lancewellen.com forward slash divine. And call 800-910-6349. And uh, I want you to be able to get that divine appointment uh, uh, revelation because I believe you're going to have an appointed 
year of fruit. Well, Mercedes, that's all the time we have. We got to went a little bit over. Anything you want to add to this uh, feast of the word we're having today? No, but I just wish you knew that song. You know that Karen, when Karen Wheaton sings, the windows of heaven are open. The blessings are flowing tonight. And there's joy, joy, joy in my heart. Because Jesus made everything right. You're supposed to play along while I'm singing. That's why I was I don't, singing. I don't, you know, I have to learn the song. You don't know that I, song? I don't know the song. It's a whole song about windows being open in heaven. So I thought, ha. I've well, been singing in my head the whole time. Maybe Chelsea can get it to play at the end of the program right here. And it's playing, and you can enjoy the windows of heaven are open. And I pray that the windows of heaven open for you, Father, in Jesus' name, that the windows of revelation, the windows of provision, the windows of, of deliverance come into the homes of your people. In Jesus' name, amen. See you tomorrow. Enjoy this latest episode. Please remember to share it with your friends, because the more knowledge you have, the better equipped you are to navigate the world.